0: thank you sister and what we've experienced is nothing less than than the mercy of god than the forgiveness of god uh, today we've got one of the the most famous stories of all the woman caught in adultery oh yet yet it's kind of it's it's, it's a misnomer it's it's not the right name she only gets one line in the whole pericope in the whole gospel but it's a good one and and it's really not so much about sexual sin as it is about idolatry, it is about who is a real God and who is a false God. And what is this real God like? Uh, today we find Jesus uh, going home. He's, he's going to the temple. And as Sister so beautifully read in our meditation, he's gonna gather the people around him as he gathered us around as we were listening to the meditation this morning. And he's gonna begin to teach, and teach indeed he will. Not what he probably originally thought he was gonna teach, but he's gonna teach us something incredible. Because something new is about to be happening. We heard in the first reading this morning, and Sister read, look, I'm doing something new. He really is doing something new because the, the power of God is now coming through him in a very special way. And, the, and he's going back to his home, and his home is the temple. You know, and, 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 he, and he's going back the same route that God took when God left the temple. In the book of Ezekiel, God is so distraught by the people's sinfulness that the Shekinah, the Theophany, the manifestation of God is leaving the temple and he goes by a certain route he goes up to the parapet of the temple then he goes through the eastern gate down to the Mount of Olives and then back up to the sky from whence God came God today is about to go back home coming out of the sky in the beginning was the Word, but the Word was made flesh, becomes one with us. Going through the Mount of Olives and then into the temple to teach. Now, the message he's got is a message for everyone, for all of us. And it is, it is, a, it is a universal message. Last week he, he preached to the, to the uh, Pharisees. That today he's preaching to everybody, but last Sunday's gospel was so important that in many ways what we heard last week we're going to hear again. And we also had the dichotomy between the hot sinner and the cold sinner. Last week we had the, the younger son who was filled with his lust and his hot sins, and we had the older son who was filled with his coldness and judgment and anger. Today, we've got the woman who is caught in adultery, and, 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 and she does everything wrong, but like the younger son in last week's gospel, gets it right. And we've got the, the Pharisees, who are always convinced that they've done everything right, but are going to find themselves walking away, because the truth is not going to set them free today. And they're going to walk away. And so we've got the Luke and Gospel kind of redo. As a matter of fact, some Scripture scholars actually believe that this Gospel of John uh, probably was an early form of Luke that never got in the Luke canon, but certainly got in John's canon. Either way, it's, it's really a masterpiece. Because it begins, Jesus is trying to teach the people, and all of a sudden, the Pharisees, the Sister Diane said, dragged this woman into the center and began to question Jesus about her. They're going to they're play a game of gotcha. It's one of these days. The question is, because they, they go, Lord, we, we caught her right in the act of adultery. And my question is, what were you watching for? <laughs> where, where did you go to see that? You know? In, 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 in Delectu, he, 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 he reminds me of the story of the woman who calls the police. The police come to her house. She says, you you got to look at this. There's a man right next door, and he's running around the house, and, he's, and he has no clothes on. And the police look out the window, and they see the guy next door, and he says, all we can see is his head. She says, well, don't stand on the ladder. You'll see him. <laughs> Whoa, they got her. And they drag her to the center, and they They hold her in her sin. They stare at her. Jean-Paul Sartre says that that we can hold people with our stare. We can hold them in their sin. We can hold them with our anger. Uh, There's a difference between a stare and a gaze. A gaze looks with love upon someone else. A stare holds them in their fault. That's and, and, and you can hold on to a sin, and you can pass it on from generation to generation to generation. Yeah, Jesus, when he comes on Mercy Sunday, and we're going to hear that gospel once again, will breathe on his disciples, give him his spirit, and say, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. Whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. We can retain people's sins. Women, very often, who have been victims of an infidelity, have such a hard time letting that go that they will hold their husband in that sin forever. The sadness is that they remain in prison as well. You can hold someone in your sin, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're holding them in their sin. And they're going to try playing gotcha with Jesus because they're going, Moses said we should stone such woman. What say you? Well, we know that he's going to be damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he says, well, stone her, well, nobody has been doing that for generations and generations. It's an ancient law in the book, but nobody's doing it. If he says, let her go, well, you libertarian, you you, you antinomian, you, you, you don't follow the teachings of God, you don't follow the teachings of Moses. But the question is, did Moses really say stone her? And we go back to... Moses, who climbs up the, the mountain to the Lord and has his conversation with God, and God takes his finger and he writes with his finger, Ten Commandments. And he sends Moses back down to give them the law because the people of the law, oh the people of the law, we call ourselves the people of the law as well, have the protection of the law behind them. And as he goes down, he joins Joshua and, and 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 they're getting closer to the camp. And Joshua says, They must have been a great victory. They sound like they're really having a good time out there partying. He says, No, 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 that's not that doesn't sound like partying to me. That sounds like revelry to me. And of course, we know as he gets closer, he sees them bowing down, committing adultery with a golden calf, which is idolatry, which is going after a false god, which no matter how immediately it pleases, it's not going to satisfy. So what does he do? He throws the stones down and he begins to stone the people. They break into a thousand pieces and he is stoning his own people. And then comes the realization of what he's done. And so he goes back up the mountain again. And and he's kind of try to beg God not to do the punishment that would be done because they have broken the covenant, the promise between God and themselves. And God is, well, we know what God does. He punishes the guilty. And they are now filled with guilt. And so Moses, like Abraham before him, begins pleading with God. And he says, uh, uh, Lord, please, please relent. Remember your covenant. Remember the promises you made. the a sentence as many as the stars. And ah, he's exhausting God. And then in the midst of it all, Moses says, can I see your glory? And God says, no. No, you see my glory, you're going to die. Nobody can see me face to face. It's, it's more than you can ever handle. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I will pass by you, and as I pass by you, I'm going to cover your eyes with my hand, and then I'm going to allow you to see my backside. And as he sees the backside of God, he hears the voice of God says, The Lord, the Lord, slow to anger and rich in kindness and mercy, although he does hold the guiltful accountable who passes on their sin from one generation to another generation, and then what does God do? He writes again. He writes a second time with his finger, and he gives these tablets to Moses to go back to to start again, to give him a second chance to pick himself up and, and do it again. Jesus is told that this is what Moses demands. and They are now demanding an answer of Jesus as they hold this woman in their sin. And what they want to do is catch Jesus in his sin because once they've got him, they're going to lock him in. He's not going to get out. And so what does he do? Well, we know the story. He gets down and starts with his finger writing in the dust, in the dirt. And he looks up and he says, Let those without sin cast the first stone. Of course, we know the joke Mother put the stone down. We know that. Not one of them stones her. And then he does something remarkable. He doesn't look up. He goes down and what does he do? He writes again. He writes a second time. He does not stare at them or hold them in their sin. He lets them do what they're going to do. And what do they do? They they begin to depart one at a time, beginning with the elders beginning with the ones who have been caught in their stare and caught in their sin and caught in their hardness of heart for many, many, many years. And they begin to walk away. He is not holding them in contempt. He is not staring upon them. He is gazing at the ground. And then he looks up. And he sees the one who has gone after the golden calf looking for love all of her life, settled for sex, settled for a false god. Then he asks her a, a most important question. Is there no one here to condemn you? Is there no one here to condemn you? There's no one there. No, Lord, no. There, there, no. No one condemns me. And, of course, the, the most important person who has to ask whether she's going to be condemned or not is herself. Do you condemn yourself? No, I don't need to. Why? She's not being stared at. She's being gazed upon. She's being gazed upon with the love of the divine. She's being set free. She doesn't have to do this sin anymore because now she knows her deepest reality and her deepest reality is love and forgiveness and mercy. Go. You don't have to do this sin anymore. So, did Moses really teach that? Did Moses stone the people? Yes. Did Moses go back up the mountain and ask God for a second chance? Yes. Does Moses come back now and begin again? Yes. What's the nature of God? Mercy. Forgiveness. Over and over and over and over again forever. Until we finally get it right. Until we Receive that gaze from God. That was the message we heard last week. It is exactly the same message we hear again. It's time to listen.